0: Welcome to the First Baptist Church Brunswick podcast. Join us as we desire to lead people into a deep and thriving relationship with Jesus Christ.
1: If you're here this morning, maybe you're you're new because you're just visiting family. We welcome you. Graduates, good to see you. And we're so blessed to to have 16 graduates before us today that are graduating and some of you might have thought some parents some family members might have thought this day may never have came (laughs) there might have been some tough times you thought they they wouldn't pass they wouldn't graduate but now they're here but first i want to i want to welcome you all guys for being here i pray guys here at first baptist we're one of many churches but we worship a big god And if you came here this morning, this might have been a reason that God used to get you back in church wherever you live, wherever you're going home to, out of state, in state, wherever. And I pray this morning that you remember how good God is, that you get back and experience the presence of God. Now, students, before I call you up here, I want to address you just for a second because these students, guys, they're special to me. I came here right at three years ago. And... I was fresh off the mission field, and the way God had really put a burden and passion in my heart, I thought I was going right back. And I, interim, I was interim here just for a few months, and um, then went to full-time, but kind of during that transition, I didn't think I was gonna be here long. And I remember Hayward uh, Kennerly kind of made this joke, but he was being serious, he's like, hey man, you gotta be here till we graduate, right? And I was like, ha, yeah. Then I walked away, I was like, Lord, you know, I was, that wasn't my yes be yes, my no be no. Like, <laughs> It's like, yeah, cool, bro. See you later. You know. <laughs> but now, three years later, time has flown by, and God has grown my heart to, to have a relationship and to care in relationships and care about these students. And so, guys, ladies, I'm proud of y'all. Y'all've made it, and y'all are special to me. Um, I think it's still surreal to me now. I think I'm gonna kind of mourn you guys passing on um, as time goes on. Throughout the summer, I realize you're 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 there. Pa- yeah, not like you're dying, passing on. Sorry about that. As you're moving. <laughs> I won't mourn you that much, but as you're moving on. But um, I want to share a word with you this morning, students, because although I'm talking to the students in the first couple rows, this applies to students everywhere, and this applies to everyone else. This applies to anyone who says they're a believer in Jesus Christ. I'm going to read from Matthew 5, verses 14 through 16, and I just want to remind you, students, of something before we get to the place where we're congratulating you and, and we move on. And so I pray this sticks. Starting in verse 14, Jesus is speaking on the Sermon on the mountain. He says, You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden. Nor does anyone light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives lights all who are in the house. Let your light shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. My message this morning, guys, is just simple. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ. If you have been born again and received Jesus as your salvation, you are a light. You are called to be a light. I know we use the word called a lot, but if you have Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are called. A couple of you wrote full-time ministry on your cards. I'm going to read in a minute, but it's not just those who feel called to full-time ministry, guys. Myself you, your parents, if you're believers in Jesus Christ, you are called into full-time ministry. You are called as missionaries. We are living life on a mission, and our mission is to pick up our cross and die daily and to seek and live like Jesus and make him known. Whether, I know I said this earlier, but whether some of you wanna go to the Air Force and the Navy and cosmetology and college playing baseball, wherever you go to, God has called you there so that you would be a light in those places. We are all missionaries and ambassadors and ministers of the gospel once we become a new creation as sons and daughters in the kingdom of God. And so what I want you to understand is you are called. Students, whether you've been in the church your whole life or whether you just started or whether you've been off and on, you are still called. And more than ever, I think you guys have seen this, Your, your generation, your school years has been interrupted. Y'all went through the heat of COVID and now it's kind of getting back to some normalcy. And now you, you, this past school year has felt more normal as, uh, compared to last year. But students, you know more than anyone, without community, life is hard. Without relationships, life is hard. Much less trying to seek the Lord is so hard in community. And so I wanna commission you students, what we need from you, as your community, as your First Baptist family, as your immediate like blood family, what we need for you, here's what we need. We need you to get rejected because you cared so much about someone at college that you shared the gospel with them and maybe they made fun of you anyway. We need you to be alone because something came up and you knew you shouldn't be there and all your friends went but you decided to stay back anyway. We need you to be bold at the expense of being embarrassed. There's gonna be a college professor that bashes Christianity, and there's gonna be opportunities for you to stand up, and say, I'm a Christian. I don't, believe it's, I don't believe it's just an old book. There's gonna be moments to where you're gonna to have to choose, do I stand up for my faith and live out my calling as a light in boldness, or do I just go with the flow? And students, please hear me. It is so easy to go with the flow. And so where you are, students, we need you to be a fool. We need you to look silly if that's what it takes to love the person who gets made fun of, to go sit with the outcast who everyone despises, to be the person reading your Bible in the middle of a group at the library. We need your faith to be a light because we live in a world where you can look around and there's a lot of darkness. There's a lot of light to be had. And students, I've told most of you this one-on-one, but there was a point in my life where I went with the flow. And it led to bitterness and emptiness. And the words of John 10:10 10, 10 helped bring me back. When Jesus is speaking, he says the thief, the thief represents Satan that steal, kill and destroy. But I have come so that you may have life and have it abundantly. Students, Jesus is worth it. Jesus is better. And so, my challenge for you is be bold and let your faith be seen before men. So when they look at you, they see Jesus. When they look at you, they say, you know what, I haven't been in the church in a while, but maybe I should ask him about it. Maybe I should ask this guy about his faith because he's different. And at first I thought he was just silly, but now I can see he's real or she's real. And so with that being said, guys, being the light is hard. And that's why we need Community. Several of you put this on your cards of what's one thing God has taught you here in your time at FBC, and a lot of you, and I think it's because we're coming out of COVID, but a lot of you said, hey, doing life on mission, seeking Jesus without community is impossible. And I agree. And so when you go to college, guys, when you go, I know you've had a lot of people give you, hey, here's some advice, here's what I wish I heard from parents and from family members, but guys, seriously, it's on you. Your dad and your mom's not there anymore, it's on you. You've got to get involved, go to campus ministries, meet friends, get involved in a local church, wherever city you're in. Dig in, get connected, and say, I'm going, to be, I'm going to live out this thing. I'm going to take my faith seriously, and I'm going to be bold. And so with that, I want to leave you students with this. And now Pastor Chris is going to come up, and we're going to, we want to congratulate you guys. And we have a gift for you as well. And so in just a moment, we're gonna call you guys on stage and we'll go in alphabetical order. And so starting off, we're gonna start with Abby Measley. She's a graduate of Brunswick High School. She plans to attend the College of Coastal Georgia and she hopes to be a light by serving others and being available to help her family and friends along the way. Her ideal job involves either helping others in the medical field or as an elementary school teacher and she has a heart for younger children. Let's welcome Abby Measley as she graduates. Next we have Abigail O'Brien. She plans to attend Georgia Southern and she wants to major in criminal justice. As she goes to school, she plans to attend church and get involved in the local community there. She hopes to be a criminal justice forensics one day. Congratulations, Abigail. Next, we have Andrew Johnson. He's a graduate going to UGA, and he graduated from Glen Academy. One thing he's learned is that God's plans are much greater than his own. He feels called into, as, into full-time ministry. He's not sure if that's a missionary or a pastor one day, but he just knows he has a heart for the Lord, and his hands are open and saying yes, so awesome. Next, we have Bailey Chambers. She's graduate of home school, and her next step will begin in November when she starts classes at Paul Mitchell Cosmetology School in Indianapolis. She said that one thing God has taught her here at FBC is that God uses bad things for his good. Her ideal job is to be a hairdresser or to run a camp for at-risk, troubled children or teens. Congratulations, Bailey. Next we have Ben Martin. He's plans on going to Georgia Southern, and one thing he's learned during this time at FBC is how important community is and surrounding yourself with other believers. His dream job, listen to this, would to be the head engineer of a race team like Formula One. <laughs> All the times in my office, and he never told me that. <laughs> Um, Next, we have Brianna O'Brien. She plans to attend Georgia Southern and major in special education. She loves to play soccer and she's a runner and she's looking forward to getting involved in the local community there. Her goal one day is to be a high school special ed teacher. Congratulations, Brianna. Next, we have Dylan Ivory, also known as Manimal. He plans to go to College of Coastal Georgia, and he said he's matured so much, his time here at FBC. He's also a black belt in karate, is that right? I think that's right, black belt karate. And he hopes to be a marine biologist one day. Congratulations, Dylan. Next, we have Gina Ussery. And soon, she's looking to enlist in the US Navy where it's her dream to pursue a job in the aviation field within the Navy. I thought this was really cool. Gina's been here about two years now. She says that one thing God has taught her through the FBC family is no matter how hard life gets, how hurt you've been, or how sad you may feel, he will never leave you or forsake you. And she is so thankful for our family here. Congratulations. <clears throat> Next, we have Hayward Kinnerly. Who's gonna be rooming with Andrew Johnson at UGA? Oh boy. (laughs) And one thing he's learned is that without community, our relationship with the Lord is nearly impossible. And it's on his heart to be a light, to share the gospel, and to disciple others wherever he's at. Congratulations, Hayward. He's always had a soft spot for Pastor Chris. (laughs) 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 Next we have have Isabel Milner, graduating from Glen Academy. She plans on going to the University of Georgia and majoring in psychology. She says one thing she's learned is to trust God because things are not in our control, amen. And she hopes to either be a child psychologist or forensic psychologist. Congratulations, Isabel. Next, we have Isaiah Wellman. He's going to attend South Georgia State College where he's gonna be playing baseball and studying for business administration. I'm thankful for that. I know since I've been here, there hasn't been that many people who've been as involved in sports. And so anytime I see that, I'm like, yeah. Um, He wants to support and be a light to his future teammates in a way that Jesus would be as he's a light there on the team. And he doesn't know what he wants to do in the future yet, but that's okay, bro. I, didn't, I still don't know what I'll do when I grow up. <laughs> Next, we have Kelsey Cabanis. She's going to Auburn University, where she's going to major in business. One thing she's learned is that everything, happen, everything that happens, God has a reason for, and God always has a plan. And she hopes one day to become a lawyer like her father. Congratulations, Kelsey. Next we have Parker Eberly, sorry, (laughs) Parker Eberly. Hey, Parker and I have a special bond. We met in the gym a while back, so yeah, he's cool. (laughs) (laughs) He plans to go to the Air Force National Guard for flight engineering and one day hopes to be an aerospace or mechanical engineer for a major company. And so one thing God has taught him in his time here at FPC is that God's plans you might not see, but you can trust them. Congratulations, Parker. Next, we have Rebecca Canute. <laughs> she plans to graduate with her associate's degree at only 17 years old this upcoming December, phenomenal. And starting in January, she's lined up and she's going to YWAM for a discipleship training school for worship. Her heart is to be to lead worship somewhere, but more than that, to pursue a career in missions and whatever the Lord has for her. Congratulations, Rebecca. Tyler Motos, a graduate of Glen Academy, played baseball there, and now he's looking to go to Georgia Southern. And one thing he's learned here at FBC is how to love others and how to do everything for the Lord. One day he hopes to be in sales or marketing. Congratulations, Tyler. Awesome, well, at this time, I, I, would, I would have loved it if everyone would have had something to share. Some people actually would not have loved that, but we didn't have time for, for everyone, so I had to choose who to ask and who I saw the, the Lord was, was putting on their heart to share. And so I've asked for Drew Johnson, Rebecca, and Hayward to share something with us this morning. And Drew, why don't you go ahead and come up.
2: Well, as Ethan said, my name is uh, Andrew Johnson. I'm graduating from Glenn Academy. My parents are Jeffrey and Charity Johnson. My brothers are Alex, Elliot, and Peyton Johnson. In the fall, I will be attending the University of Georgia. Shortly after, uh, I desire to further my education in seminary with the hopes of participating in the journeyman program through the International Mission Board. Uh, Since about ninth grade, uh, I've felt uh, as if God was calling me to full-time ministry. And I have been struggling with that uh, more lately because I'm trying to understand what God's calling really is. You see, when many people ask me, uh, why do I want to go into ministry and, and how do I know that God has called me, uh, I don't have an experiential answer to give them. Uh, God didn't appear to me in a dream uh, and, I, and an angel didn't tell me that I was supposed to go into ministry. Um, you see, I believe God is calling all of us where we are. As Ethan said, uh, he has placed us all in a specific place Uh, with a specific amount of influence in order to share the gospel. Uh, I simply identify with Paul when he says that he desires to preach the gospel not where Christ has already been named. Uh, One thing I learned recently, I would say probably about a month ago, I was taking a missions class called Perspectives, which I encourage all of you to take. Uh, I think they're hosting it next year at First Baptist. Um, One thing I learned recently was there's almost 7,000 people groups uh, in the world that are considered unreached by the Gospel. Um, That, I feel, is when I receive my true calling from God. Uh, And it is my desire right now to reach at least one of those people groups. And I'm just trying to be obedient with my life. Uh, I'm going to UGA next year, uh, and I know God has placed me there for a reason, to share the Gospel. No matter where I'm at, that is my calling, to be obedient, to share the Gospel. If I could ask all of you to do one thing on behalf of all of the graduates, it would be that you would pray for us uh, because we're going out into the world. We're not gonna have this wonderful church family. Hopefully, we'll find a new church family. Um, but I, we need God and we're not gonna be able to stand without him. Uh, the numbers don't look good as far as when kids go off to college. Uh, they don't remain in church. And we need all of your prayers. I ask that you would pray for us daily. And it is my prayer that all of you would join me in trying to be obedient to God's call in your life right now. Um, Not all of us are called to be international missionaries. I get that. But God has placed you where you are to be obedient. Um, And he has given you an opportunity to share the gospel. Um, My prayer is that God would be with all of you and that he would bless all of you uh, in your walk.
1: Awesome, And I'm going to interrupt just a second. I am so sorry. You guys forgive me. One of my cars fell out. Lindsey, we have one more graduate. I, I am so sorry. Please, y'all forgive me. Lindsey Sparks, will you please come up here? We have a gift for you. Lindsey Sparks is graduating from Brunswick High, and she plans to attend Coastal Georgia. And we had a really cool moment earlier in the small group hour with Lindsey. Um, so Lindsay, stay right there for a second. Um, will Lindsay's parents and family please stand up? Where are you guys at? Her father came, and she hasn't seen him in about three months, and he surprised her this morning, so let's give them a hand. And Lindsay hopes to be a music therapist one day, so awesome. And so congratulations, Lindsay. Thank you so much. You're special because you're last now. (laughs) Now, with that being said, I believe Rebecca, you're next. Why don't you come share with us?
3: there's a lot of people (laughs) Um, I've been going to this church for nearly five years now and it has completely changed my life I can tell you that the more involved I became here number one the stronger my relationship with Christ grew and the more confident I became in myself but bigger than that The people here helped me realize that God is so much more than just a figure in the sky to pray to whenever I need something. And he became real to me here, and I'm so thankful for that. Um, I think it started when Ethan Floyd, our youth pastor, first got here because, while he's taught us a thousand things. The biggest point he always tries to make is that there's a difference between just going to church and being madly in love with God. And I didn't understand that at the time. I didn't know that God was something you could have a relationship with someone. And so, yeah, thank you, Ethan, because I owe a lot of my faith today to him. And another thing that he's taught me was, and Drew kind of touched on it, is about the need for missionaries right now. And after a lot of prayer and seeking God's heart, I can tell you I honestly feel called to the mission field, and whether that's in the next two years, the next 20 years, I don't know, but I'm ready to say yes. And as a first step towards that, Ethan's inspired me to look into YWAM, and so next spring I'll be away at a discipleship training school with them for worship and music, which I really do have the praise team here to thank for growing my passion in. I remember when Britton Johnston used to be on the band, he would constantly bring us back to the heart of worship and teach us that while playing music and singing is great, that in itself isn't what worship is. And I remember being so confused because I didn't realize there was a difference. And so being on the worship team and not knowing what worship was, I knew I was missing out on something. And so that's what challenged me to actually seek answers and ask the people around me about it. And I'm so thankful that Britain and the church taught me that when it did because now I know that, yes, music can be worship. It only is if it's out of a genuine love and reverence for God. And I'm so thankful that I was able to learn that because that's when my passion for worship started. And so the point being is that my life and my passions would have looked so different if it hadn't been for the people here. And if you don't have that strong community and that strong group of people building you towards Christ, I want to encourage you to find it here because a church like this could change your life if you let it. And so, yeah, and if you are really involved in the church, If I could leave you with one thing, it'd be a reminder of a lesson that I'm constantly teaching myself. And it's that if you want to be madly in love with Jesus, he wants your time. I gosh, I ruined my good line. (laughs) A five-minute devo a day isn't gonna get you there. He wants your heart, but to do that, he needs your time. That was it. And So, yeah, if I could challenge you anything, it'd be just today, every day, just to pray, God, how can I give my time to you today? And so that's something that the people here was able to teach me. And so, yeah, that's. thank you, First Baptist Church, and thank you guys for your time.
4: Matthew 28, 19 through 20. If you have spent any time growing up in the church, you probably heard this verse a lot. Like me, a lot of us don't always apply it to our daily lives though. Jesus says to his disciples, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to to observe all that I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the ages. As I move forward to the next stage of life, I'm going to the University of Georgia because there's a need for the Gospel. I feel that the Lord has placed Drew and I in Athens in order to be a vessel for revival on that campus. My mission is to share the Gospel and to make disciples. I'm excited to take the tools and the, and the wisdom that I've learned at FPC in order to do so. With that being said, I'd like to ask you, my church family, to continue to pray for me and that I wouldn't lose track of the mission laid before me. As I look back on the last 18 years of my life, some of my fondest memories have been at FBC. I can remember all the Sunday school memories, all the VBSs, and in my perspective, dominating in the Iwana games. (laughs) I can genuinely, genuinely say that I would not trade the world for all the roles that you have played in my life. I've been so encouraged by all of you, and each of you have shaped the image of the man I want to become. I have a long ways to go in my walk with the Lord, but I'm encouraged to know that the church I grew up in has given me the tools necessary to do so. I've been so honored to be involved with the youth group over the last seven years. The youth group is really special right now. This is a lot due to Ethan's leadership, but also to the willingness to seek the Lord of all the other students around me. I've been constantly challenging and encouraging my faith by nearly all the students. FPC, I ask you to pray that the next leaders will rise up and to be equipped to be leaders in the church and to push others to grow closer to the Lord, and that most importantly, they'll seek the Lord's heart in everything that they do. I challenge you to continue to encourage your sons and daughters to be there when they need you and to guide them spiritually. If there is anything I have learned at FPC, it is the value of community and how without other believers constantly keeping me accountable, I would fall out. I would like to give a special thanks to my grandparents, Jordan, Shirley and Steedley. They have shown me what a biblical marriage looks like and played a significant role in molding me. I would also like to thank my grandmother, Sarah Rawlson, my parents and my siblings. You each have played a role in challenging me, encouraging me, and lifting me up when I need it. I'd like to thank you to all my Sunday school teachers for putting up with me and everything else over the years. Lastly, I want to thank Ethan Floyd and Drew Johnson. Thank you, both of you, for the roles that you played in my life and my walk with the Lord. And thank you for pushing me to seek the Lord daily. Without you two, I wouldn't be here where I am today, and I'm so excited for what the Lord has in store for us.
0: Well, thank you so much for being here as we've recognized our students, our graduating class of 2021. Ethan, thank you so much uh, for your leadership over our student ministry. Can we give him a round of applause for that, please? Thank you. Uh, Drew Hayward and Rebecca, thank you for speaking. Uh, Hayward, thank you for giving me a kiss. We appreciate that. But to all of you seniors, congratulations. Congratulations on the job. Well done. We are super, super proud of you. Uh, When I came here to be your pastor over seven years ago, one of the things that I began to personally pray for and to pray about was this, that this church, that we would raise up missionaries and pastors, that out of our student ministry, we'd raise up men and women um, who would be willing to take the gospel to places that have never heard the gospel or be willing to lead the local church. And... What a great opportunity to hear that this morning, amen? Um, But we don't stop there just because of them. We still have more that we still want to pour into. And so for the remaining hour that we have remaining together this morning, um, I just want to answer the question, uh, this question. Why do we recognize our seniors during this graduation time as a church? Why do we do that? Uh, Number one, we do that because The church is a family in the New Testament there are over 67 different synonyms and metaphors for the church the church is the body of Christ it's the flock of God it's the building of God but one that is used most often is this it is the family the church is a family one of the things that we uh, teach here or believe is that the church is to be a multi-generational church that young and old are to come together, they're to sit next to one another during worship, that we sit next to one another when we're praying, different ages and different stages. Why do we do that? Because that's a family. That's a family and, and Paul writes in Romans uh, chapter 12, he says this, that, that we are to weep with those who weep and we're to rejoice with those who rejoice. So during this time we come together to, to rejoice with our family. Many times in Scripture, you will hear Paul say, brothers and sisters, or that we need to relate to one another as family. We do this because we're family, and this brings God's heart gladness, that we as a church come together as as a family. You know this today, church, that that our world is trying to uh, take apart the family. Well, let's go against the flow, and let's build the family according to God's standards. The second reason why we celebrate senior graduation is because of this. Seniors, this is a spiritual marker moment for you. It's a spiritual marker for you because you've made it. Parents, grandparents, it's a spiritual marker for you because you say these words, thank God. It's a spiritual marker because parents, grandparents, your time with your sons or your daughters, it now is beginning a transition to a different time. You will always be their moms, you'll always be their dads, you'll always be their grandparents. It just takes on a different role now. But this is a spiritual marker. In the book of Joshua, Joshua chapter chapter 4, we read of Joshua telling the, the Israelites as they cross over into the Jordan River, as they step across the waters, he tells them this, take 12 stones, take 12 stones and build a memorial of what we have done. And the Israelites ask him, why do we need to do this? And Joshua responds with these words, so that you will tell the generations to come what we have done. So students, this is a spiritual marker. It's a great moment in your life. Celebrate it. Rejoice. Moms and dads, celebrate with them. And always point them back to this is a proof that God is faithful. And the third thing I want to share with you and then we're going to close and then at the conclusion of our time together you're all invited to make your way to Beach Hall to personally greet uh, the seniors and also to eat some cake. We have lots of cake. If you don't eat it, it will come to your house. I promise you. (laughs) But come and celebrate with them. But I want to leave you with this. The third reason why I believe that we need to recognize our seniors is because of this. And this goes to the church. Today... And the senior graduation moment, it's a reminder to us that we need to recommit ourselves to reaching the next generation for Jesus Christ. We must be a church that reaches out to the next generation. Countless studies have shown that the young generation is not coming back to the church, that they're trying to find other things that will fill their time. But church, we have the greatest message that the world needs to hear. It has been said of this generation that they are a a purpose-driven generation, that they want to be a part of something that has a great purpose. Well, there's no other organization in all of creation that has a greater purpose than us. And so we as a church, we must commit and recommit ourselves to continue to reach the next generation. Let me just read to you Psalm 78, and then we're going to close. Psalm 78, 1-7 says this, "'Listen, my people, to my instruction. Incline your ears to the words of my mouth. I will open my mouth in a parable. I will tell riddles of old which we have heard and known, as our fathers have told us. We will not conceal them from their children.'" But we will tell the next generation to come the praises of the Lord and His power and His wondrous works that He has done. For He, God, has established a testimony in Jacob. He's appointed a law in Israel, which He commanded our fathers that they were to teach them to the children. Why? Verse 6, so that the generation to come would know, the children yet to be born, that they would arise and tell them to their children. Church, We have a commission, and we must be faithful to telling the good news of Jesus Christ to the generations to come. Why? So that they'll tell that generation that comes after them. Church, if we don't do our part, then the next generation cannot do their part. So church, let's commit and recommit ourselves to continue to reach the next generation with the gospel of Jesus Christ. Amen? And one way that I want us to do this today is I'm going to ask all you seniors, if you'll make your way to the steps and the fronts, if you'll spread yourselves out, and I'm going to ask family and friends of the seniors, would you please come and place your hands upon them as we're going to spend a moment of prayer over these seniors. So seniors, go ahead and spread out so your friends and family can come near you. Spread a crowd across the floor, please. Friends and family, if you'll go and come and make your way around your son or your daughter or your friend, and let's spend some time praying for them. Amen. Congregation, as family and friends are making their way forward, I'm going to ask that you would just join us in a spirit and time of prayer. As Paul says that we need to lift up holy hands in prayer. So, where you are, would you just please lift up your hands in the direction of our seniors and of these family members? And let's join our hearts together in prayer. So, congregation, join with me as lift up hands of holy prayer. Would you join with me and pray? Father God, we come before you today. And we give these students to you. We ask, Almighty God, that you would grant them wisdom and discernment in their in this next journey of their lives. We ask, Father, that they would grow in wisdom and stature and in favor with you and with men. Father, I pray that when they are afraid, that they would be courageous. When they are lonely, would you remind them that you are always there, that you've promised to never leave them nor forsake them. Father, when they are unsure, I pray that you would remind them that your ways are sure, that your ways are true, and that your words are never changing. God, we pray for these men and these women, that you would raise them up to be followers of you, devotees to you, that they would love you with all of their heart, with all of their soul, with all of their mind, and with all of their strength. Father, I pray for these men and these women that, that they would continue to enter the call to go on the mission field. That they would continue to enter the call to be pastors, to be ministers. And Father, I pray for us as a church that we would be behind them, standing in the gap for them continually lifting them up through prayer, continually encouraging them through notes of wisdom and encouragement. And Father, I pray for these students that they would always know that they are welcome here at First Baptist Church Brunswick and that they would know that they're always family here. Father, we pray your blessings and your favor to rest upon them. In Jesus' name name we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Amen.